power moves with Dr. Gladney, the show that the world has been waiting for. Dr. Gladney is the world-renowned emotional wellness expert, CEO of 24 Karat Speakers, author, and power mover. Each episode will feature extraordinary guests who've created success by making moves that led them to their power. Put on your seatbelt and get ready for the ride of your life as you are inspired and motivated to move to your greatness. Hello to everyone out there. This is Dr. Gladney, Dr. G, Power Moves with Dr. Gladney. And thank you for joining us for another episode. I am all about power. This show is about power, making power moves. I am the emotional wellness doctor who I have been for the last 30 years, as well as I am the CEO of 24 Karat Speakers. It is a speakers agency for premium speakers who are women of color. And with all of that and all the power moves that I've made in my life, I want to bring to you other powerful people that have made those power moves that have defined their life. So this show is entertaining as well as informative. And it's all about helping you and motivating you to make your power move to get to your destiny. So we're excited and we have another powerful guest joining us today. And you're gonna learn so much, it's probably nothing that you've ever thought about. So let me bring in Mr. Johnny Wallace. Welcome to our show, Johnny. It's glad to be here. Thank you so much for yes, inviting me. Absolutely. Now, your story is just fascinating to me. Mm -hmm. So I want you to just kind of begin and tell the story about how you have made these power moves and amassed your success. So okay. how did you get started? Well, I'm originally from Indianapolis, Indiana. I came here in 1985 from Indianapolis. I was transferred here with my job with General Motors. Okay. And so I came here August 85, February 86, I was laid off. I was laid off for two years. The first year I got 95% of my pay. The second year I couldn't buy a job. Wow. So I was teaching tennis from eight to 11 and from 11 to 1, I watch the soap every day. Oh, wow. Wait, wait which soap? <laughs> Just young and restless, one life to live. Okay. You know, because I, I would teach tennis from 8 to 11, and so I would go home and, and just chill for those couple hours. And living on $900 a month unemployment. Wow. And, and so I was watching TV. Why are they living better than I'm living? And I don't, I don't know where it came from, but it said attitude. And I pursued that word. And everything prior to that, people told me was a lie. You can't do this, you can't do that. Right. It's all about attitude. Right. So I pursued that word, and I had $10,000 when I sold my house in Indianapolis that I didn't touch. Okay, okay. So I said, I want to get into something that managed itself. Mm. So I came up with vending. So I did. You came up with vending? I came up with the concept, I mean, I didn't come up with vending, no. just how to get into the vending business. Okay. So I said, I want to get into vending. So I did a research on the vending business for six months. So I got involved with it and then I started with two machines. So that two machines 
turned into 800. Uh, okay, audience, you have, listen, listen. This is some important stuff already. Right. So I'm trying not to interrupt him <laughs> because there's so many good nuggets that I wanna grab in mm -hmm. here. Uh, first, you said you had money that you didn't touch, even yes. though you were living off of a small a month. income. Yes. yes. So you had money that you didn't touch. Right. You grabbed onto a word, mm -hmm. and that word was attitude. Was attitude. And you studied that word, even though all of us know what that means. Yes. And so you studied the word attitude, mm -hmm. and you wanted something that would run by itself. What made you think about vending machines? Well, I wanted something that could manage itself. Right. If you think about a vending machine, once you place it and fill it, it manages itself. I mean, it, take, it works 24-7. But, but had you, did you go to a lot of vending machines? Because no, I don't know that that would have come no, to my head. It just, it just came to my head. And it's wow. like, I wanted something that can manage itself. And I just came up with vending. And from that point, you know, I, I, I kind of grew. I started with two machines, that two became four, that four became 20, and then it went on and on. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's, wow. Okay, so you started out with two machines and now you said 800? 800. Okay. Well, you know what, that's my point. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Something that's running by itself, because we all go to vending machines. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when you say you have 800, Explain to the audience, what does that mean? Your well, we do accounts from DFW Airport to Home Depot to um, um, now we've got you know, different airports, a lot of places, colleges. Um, this is various places we do vending. So and how do you, how do you, listen, this is so fascinating <laughs> to me. How do you get the airport? Well, what happened was before that, you know, I, like I've said, attitude. So what I did was pursued that word attitude. Yes. And then what I realized, I had to change my circles. So the people that I would hang around, I couldn't hang with them anymore. Mm. Because they weren't about growth. Wow. And, 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 and so I had to change, totally change my attitude. So, wait, wait, okay, so, <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, no, go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm telling you, you are saying some powerful stuff. Yeah. So, when you change your attitude, you realize you had to change your circle because they were not about growth. Can you help people understand what that looks like? How did you know they were not about growth? Well, because I would go to different seminars. Well, in, in the state of Texas, we have something called TMVA. That's Texas Merchandise Vending Association. So everything that we have on is an industry. So vending have its industry of association. So I got involved with that association and I, it helped me to grow as well. Okay, okay. Yeah. So I kept growing with the association, getting more account. So as I can continue to grow, so now I'm, I'm taking on employees. Okay. So I went from myself filling vending machine to one employee, and that one turned into four because it's a lot of vending machines to be filled. Absolutely, yeah. so your employees are actually the ones filling the vending machines. Yes. But so, I wanna go back to how did you change your circle of people? 
when you realized they were not about growing? Did you call them up and say, you know, I can't hang out with you anymore. You're not trying to grow. Well, remember what did I said, you do? Remember I said earlier, I was living off of $900 a month. Yes. And prior to that, I loved to snow ski and also loved to play tennis. Okay. So I couldn't do those things because I didn't have the resources to do it. Okay. So what I did was the, the people that I hung around didn't go in the club and didn't, think, didn't do those things. Okay. And I know financially I had to be able to create income. And so, and then also when I did that study of attitude, if you do your homework, most people start small. Yes, yes. You know, all business starts small. You look at Microsoft, I don't care what company, they started a one man in a garage, like yes. I started my garage, and grew from that point. Right, so you started your your company in your garage. In my garage, with two machines. With two machines. So where were those first two machines? I got an account called, uh, it was a Mercedes-Benz Warehouse. It had 60 employees. Okay. It was in Arlington. So they gave me the opportunity to set machines. My second big account was ProLine Corporation. Oh, wow. Back in the day with ProLine. Yes. Yeah. So this is going on my 35th year being in the vending business. Wow. In the Dallas-Fort Worth. So I got involved with, with TMVA. I got involved with, um, you know, the political thing, Senator um, Royce West doing things in my community. Mm -hmm. uh, his program with his kid, Dr. Henry Conrad. Yes. I got involved with that program. For 20 years, I had the kids in my house. We did a, um, a barbecue for every August with the kids. Wow. And mm -hmm. we're going to definitely talk about that <laughs> because so much of the journey, so much of your journey was very intentional. Mm -hmm. And you thought about this. When did you realize your greatness? Well, it's, it's ongoing. You know, I'm, okay. I'm great now, but I can be greater. Okay. Because, you know, it's not the end. It's not the journey. It's, it's you got to have that journey. You got to right. keep growing. It's not the end. It's a journey. Right. So I'm continuing this journey along in the vending business and involved in my community. You have to give back. You know, once you give back to your community, you learn how this system works. Right. And how you can be a part of this system. Right. You know, and once you're in part of that system, you can't rob steal, you gotta be a part of it. Right. And once you're a part of it, you can grow. Okay. So now, what would you say was that one move that you made that put you on the path to success? I guess my involvement in TMVA, being around other operators. Okay. That, that was the one that when I saw how other operators made it, and like I said, in that industry, there wasn't too many people of color in vending. Mm -hmm. And then uh, once I get involved, start growing it, and uh, got politically, uh, they made me an honorary Texan. Oh, wow. Yeah, so in 2000 and something, they made, 2002, I became an honorary Texan. Really? So I tell I care with most <laughs> Texans, I said, I'm more Texan than you, you are. You are, I know. They said, no, 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 you're not. I said, yes, I am, like, because my company, Ameritech Vending Company, is the largest African-American vending company ever in the state of Texas. So that little kid from Indianapolis come to Texas in 1985 to be able to grow that. So if I can do it, anybody can do it. Wow, so you've been recognized mm -hmm. 
again, do you recognize your greatness to other people and your influence? Yes, I, I recognize, and what I want to do is, is pass that on. Okay. You know, uh, I mean, it's, it's that like that journey. Yes. And so I can be greater at it, but now I want to pass it on and do other things. Now, I've been doing it for 34 years. Yeah. So it's time <laughs> me to step aside and I want to travel. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I'm going to still be involved with it, but not as the that I was before. Okay, so it's not like you want to sell the company. You're just going to step down from a lot of the duties. Well, I would love to sell. That's another thing about my business, Ameritex. We're part of Canteen. Okay. Canteen is the largest vending operation in the United States. We do $3.7 billion in the vending market. There's probably 100, wow. 170 franchise I am the only African-American franchise in the entire United States. Wow. With Canteen. Okay. <laughs> so. He is breaking records. He's setting the bar. And you know what? A lot yeah. of times when we think about how to make our money grow or how to make a move, mm -hmm. like I said, my mind would not have gone to vending machines. Yeah. A 24-hour day, somebody's always getting a bag, bag of chips chip. and somebody's always getting a candy bar and somebody right. always needs something mm -hmm. everywhere. And when you think about it, vending machines are everywhere. Everywhere. And it's just, and to be the only African-American, mm -hmm. why do you think that that is, that is the case? And that's not something that people of color think about. Well, the, I, I figured out what happened here is that, like I said earlier, that everything we have on is an industry. Everything in this room is an industry. Yes. We're not involved with those industries, from the manufacturing to the raw product to, you know, like the vending. Mm -hmm. Like there's so many services that we can perform that grows. Right. Like I was saying, people don't realize how much money's in vending. I mean, and then another thing I want to do, I want to be in something, I want to make money while I sleep. Yes. Well, everybody dreams about that. It's yeah. like, what can I do to make money while so, I sleep? Mm -hmm. And in my industry and as a, as, as a speaker and as an emotional wellness doctor, doctor in the field of psychology, mm -hmm. You know, I'm thinking now I can't be helping people all the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it, it it makes it, you know, pretty cut and dry. And right. then, you know, creating books and courses and things like that. But still, that's not going to be 24 hours a day. Somebody's usually not up three o'clock in the morning looking for a course to buy. Some people are, right. but it's just, you know, mm -hmm. it's not in the numbers that you need to feel like you're amassing wealth. Well, there's probably other ways you can probably grow those numbers. Yes. But uh, just like in, in my industry, it, you know, now we not only do vending, there's several income streams in the vending industry. Mm -hmm. Now there's micro market, there's coffee, there's pantry service. They got all these things that came along lately in the vending industry. Wow. So, you know, from the vending machines now, to the micro market. Right. And the micro market, the whole different concept of vending. It's like a little mini store that you put up. And we have mm. 10 of those. 10 so, of those. Mm -hmm. So I went from two machines. Now we service about 190,000 people a month. Wow. And I don't know none of them. 
You don't even know who your customers are. Talking about customer I, service. I just, just got to make sure that the machine are clean, filled, and working. And you know what? They don't even care. They don't care. They, they want, their, want chips. their chips. They, they want, want their they... candy bar and they want that that soda. You know, that's wow. all they want. Wow. And, and, and they want it clean. They want it, they want it and they get on, you know. <laughs> so if you have a location with 100 people, Every day, 65% will buy every day mm. on their break. Wow. You know, you, you <laughs> are over a lot, you run a lot. How do you maintain your emotional wellness? Well, I love, play, I love to play tennis. I love to travel. And I love being part of seeing things work. Yes. It's, when I change my attitude, it changes being positive. Yes. And seeing the good things in life, not the bad things in life. And the things I can control, I can control. The things I can't control, I let it go. You know what? Th those are the tips that I give people with emotional wellness tips that really? only focus on the things that you can control. Right. The rest of everything, you're wasting your energy and your time. Yeah. So you are just speaking my language. <laughs> now, we have got to get back. I'm, I'm sure one of the ways that you also uh, maintain your emotional wellness is you spoke earlier about giving back. Yes. So please share with us. I saw some of the ways that you give back and you have, you know, over ten the past ten years, you have had up to a hundred college students that you have at your home. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that program. That well, is phenomenal. That's a thing under Dr. Ken Doctor uh under Dr. Kenny Conrad 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 it was done before Senator Royce West. Senator Royce West picked up the program and kind of ran with it over the years. Okay. So when he picked it up, uh, he asked me to have the kids over at my house mm -hmm. uh, for it's a, like a barbecue. And what they do, they play games, they give scholarships away. And so that's one of the events that he had during the summer for his kids. So you give the scholarships away. So who? Where do you get the money for the scholarships? No, he gives the scholarship. Well, I just okay. perform a venue for the kids at my house oh, okay. for one of the events. Okay. He have a he have a, a scholarship thing he perform. He also have the picnic that we perform or barbecue, not picnic. Right. Barbecue, <laughs> barbecue. and so uh, uh, we do that, and then uh, uh, involved with the. Uh, uh, different boards. I've been on some board of DIFA. Mm -hmm. if, I don't know if you heard of DIFA. Design Interior Foundation Fighting AIDS. I hadn't until I read your yeah. bio. Okay, I was on that board for eight years. Okay. And uh, that's a board about uh, people with AIDS. Yes. And how we raise money through fashion to give back to the ASO, AIDS oh, wow. service community. Okay, through fashion. So you do fashion shows and all of that? They do tremendous fashion shows. It's probably one of the best fashion show in Dallas Fort Worth. It was last How can couple I get an invite? Well, you just missed this last show, what? but it's, it's every probably April and May. Oh, really? Uh, so it's a once huge, a year? It's once a year. That's called the House of Diffa. Okay. And, um, but they have several other events in the year. They okay. have Burgersy and Burgersy where you drink wine and, and uh, they have Burgers with wine and stuff like that. They do okay. burgers, uh, and wine. burgers and wine. <laughs> so they have all these nice events to raise money. Okay. And then they turn right, turn around and give that money back to the AIDS community. 
24 Karat Speakers is an elite speakers agency that represents women of color. Our agency offers boutique services to our buyers and speakers that include powerful speakers, training, product development, and client management. Our world-class speakers are experts in content and messaging and are uniquely trained to motivate audiences and excite the brain for impactful learning. Colorful women, powerful messages, changing the world. To hire one of these amazing women, go to www.24caratspeakers.com and let us help you create your world-class event. And you sit on several other boards. I see you also sit on a board where you speak to eighth graders. So yeah, tell us about that. Uh, that's called Best Southwest Scholars. Okay. And when you go in and talk to eighth grade students, the importance of staying in school. And they have no clue about the importance of education. Right. To include about how our society works. You know, mm. so you tell them, you know, if you don't stay in school, where you can get a job? McDonald's, the mall, yes, yeah. and then, okay, we'll do a budget for you, what it costs you to live. They have no idea what that budget takes to be able to, income you're gonna take. Mm -hmm. So once you do that, um, and that's the importance of staying in school. Like a lot of kids want to say, well, I'm gonna play football, I'm gonna play basketball. <laughs> yeah. I said, how many basketball teams are there in the United States? Oh, it's a bunch. I said, there's only like 28 teams and then you only play in one position. Yes. You're gonna play either, you know, forward, center, or whatever you're gonna Guard, play. Yeah. And if you get hurt, then you're out. Yes. So uh, you have better chance of hitting the lotto than playing NBA. Mm -hmm. But we put so much stock in it, and then we don't have anything like a secondary education right. to be able to do and step back on. So. Why the eighth grade? Why do you, I used to be a teacher? Mm -hmm. um, I taught middle school and mainly elementary and a brief stint with middle school. Why target the eighth grade? Well, that's before they start going, you know, you want to get them at that age. Yes. So they, they can probably start working to stay in college or some type of additional education. Mm -hmm. They have no clue of these people, the HK students. Right. Yeah. So. Wow. That's that's amazing. Like I yeah. said, you do a whole lot. So we need that program all over the Metroplex because that's one of the biggest problems that we have. Yes. You know, how the United States system works is once those kids get out of college, they got to find some place to work. So you got to have kids that are trainable. Yes. To be able to move my business forward. Yes. If they're not trainable, how can I service my customers? So do they get fascinated and open up their mind because they never heard, thought about vending machines? Well, the vending or any other business. Yes. Because it's not in their circle. Yes. And when it's not in their circle, they only think in that circle. So you try to bring them out of that circle to think about other things, how other communities survive and live and stuff like right. that. Right. So now what kind of advice would you give? What would you say that people should avoid doing on their journey to success and trying to make their power move? What should they avoid? I think one of the things that avoid being negative around negative people and find out how you can be a part of this community okay. in a positive way. We all, It's a lot of growth here. It's a lot of growth I'm thinking of Dallas-Fort Worth. Yes. When I first moved here, 
1985, there was 3 million people. Now there's almost 7.5 million. Yes. So if there's a lot of growth it's in this doubled. community that you can grow. Mm -hmm. and, and there's a lot of business opportunities. There's a lot of people you can service in that 7 million people. Okay. You just got to find the right thing for you to where you want to grow and what you have a passion about. Okay. So you know, that's the thing. Yeah. So they should avoid negativity mm -hmm. and avoid negative people and avoid a negative attitude. And, and then whatever <laughs> business you want to get into, find an association and be a part of that association. Okay. What do your business plan quite naturally? Yes, yes. But, and find out what the profit is and what you can grow that business. Because you can't grow every business. I mean, you got to know what the profit and loss statement is and stuff like that. So it's really important because I saw that your background, actually, your degrees, mm -hmm. <laughs> talk about that because does that help you in, in relation to your business? That's funny that you asked that question because when, I'm, when I went to college, uh, you know, it was industrial because I was in the Midwest. Yes. Worked for Juno Motors. Yes. So when I came here and started my own business, there were several classes that I really enjoyed. One of them was economics. Okay. And so when I started doing my business plan about the vending, it all kind of tied in numbers. I always talk about numbers because yes. that's how I drive. I need the vending. I need numbers. I need people to hit those machines right. or whatever we're selling. It's all about that number. So, you know, and then how we play in the vending business in this market. You liked economics. I hated that class. <laughs> I love it. I mean, because I was majoring at the time in elementary education. Mm -hmm. And of course, in my brain, how was it was just a course that you had to get through. And I really wish I would have paid attention, understanding that the economy impacts everything. Yes. And I didn't. Mm -hmm. So I didn't do well. I think I got it. <laughs> I think I have to take it over. <laughs> but I'm glad that that was something that you focused on. And of course, as a business owner, I know now how important yes. the economics are in understanding numbers, understanding how everything works, the works. checks and balances. Exactly. And knowing, like you said, everything in here, Isn't everything it? in here has an industry. Every and we do. don't think about that. Mm -hmm. We're just consumers. Exactly. We have been taught to be consumers and to consume. Somebody had to create the model for the mugs, the ceramics. Right. Somebody had to create this plant. I mean, we don't think about that. Mm -hmm. Somebody had to create my, listen, my pink power chair here. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody created this. Those buttons on that pink power chair. And the buttons <laughs> on there. Yeah. We don't think about that. Somebody making millions of dollars on those buttons. Yeah. So how can we help people to ex to think bigger? How can we help them to expand their mind? Would you say that every time we walk into something, we look around and say, is this industry I could be a part of? Because it seems like if you haven't heard about it, if it's not in college, if it's not a business that is out there that people really hear about, mm -hmm. then we think there's no other opportunities. But here in America, mm -hmm. we always talk about the land of opportunities and other people mm -hmm. seem to come over here and do pretty darn well. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the Americans here that 
feel like, well, I can't do this. I don't know that. Mm -hmm. I don't have this skill. So what would you say, how can we grab into people's minds and expand them? Well, I, I think, you know, whatever you want to do a lot of time, but don't, a lot of time people glorify stuff. If yes, you're not yes. this, you're not that, yeah, then it's do. not glorified. That's the way a lot of African-Americans think. Yes. And, you know, if you did, it's not, it's so many things that, that people are making millions of dollars with quietly. Yes. Yeah, so, like I was saying, I'm the only one yes. of color. But when I go to my owner's meeting, there's people from all over the United States, from California to to New York, up in the Maine, that's doing $50, I mean $50 million a year in vending. But if you see them, they just, guy just, just uh, in a t-shirt or, or just, Never think he'd make that much money. So, what? Why do you think, particularly for people of color, particularly mm. for our community, mm. that we focus on flash? We focus mm, on flash, yes. showing, even though you don't have it. So, all of this stuff matters how you look and your cards, but you really haven't amassed the wealth. Because I've read the book, The Millionaire Next Door. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it is the quietness. Right. So you don't have to flash. Why do you think we got that backwards? Because that's, because that's in our circle. Mm. We don't think outside that circle. We think that we glorify that flash. You know, you got the car, you got this. When the, when the cars are the worst investment ever, know. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, and we love them. You know, Everybody wants to have a car with a yeah. label. Right. Yeah. But I love cars as well. Yes. But I'm not going to go buy, buy a new Porsche, you know, for 200000 when I can get one for a fraction of that car. Yes. Because it's two years old. Yeah. And how often I'm going to drive that Porsche? Yes, I'm not going to drive I know. it every day. This is going to be the flash vehicle. I know. <laughs> I know. And what are we flashing? Right. Yeah. I guess we just want everybody to think. That, that, you, that you're wealthy, that you think you're wealthy, but... That's not well. Yes. Yeah. And you know, I drove an 18 year old car for a yeah. long time and nobody would see my car. <laughs> <laughs> now, it, when, it, when the air conditioning, everything went out, I was like, okay, <laughs> we, need, we need to step it up. But what it taught me during that period is that I am not my car. No, right. I am not what I drive. Mm -hmm. My knowledge, me being a doctor, my education, my experience, all of that was still intact. Mm -hmm. I was arriving places sweating. <laughs> I was sweating. <laughs> but I didn't have a car payment. Mm -hmm. Which is and it taught me the humility that do not, do not mix up your identity. Yeah. Because we do get caught up in our things. Yeah. And that is more meaningful than what you can deposit into somebody's life. Hmm. And so, yeah, so that's really interesting. So everybody out there, let's, let's try to get our minds reconfigured. Let's recalibrate. Just recalibrate your mind when we're thinking of wealth, when we're thinking of these things. So I want you to kind of recap those. I, I, I think it was three things that you really said that set you on this course. Mm -hmm. If, correct me if I'm wrong, your attitude, mm -hmm. you surrounded yourself with the right people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you had to get rid of some folk. I did. You had including to Including family members. Include, 
Ooh, now, see, that's a whole other show. He said he had to get rid of some of his family. Yeah. People out there know you got some family that's holding you back. I'm not saying don't talk to them anymore. I'm just saying that you have to switch. And I understand that because when you're on a journey to success, everybody can't go with you. No, no. Everybody don't want to go with you, actually. They, they, people kind of hold you back mm-hmm. through what they say, their attitudes. And so when you're trying to get somewhere, so you had to shave off your circle mm-hmm. and then you surrounded yourself with like-minded people. That were successful. That were successful. Mm-hmm that were where you were trying to go in in my in my in my business and so a lot of times you know what i learned from that is that a lot of people when you when you are successful they're jealous yes and and then they you know they're going to say things you can't do this you can't do that you know how can i tell you about something i don't know anything about right how can i tell you about the vending business we don't own the first vending machine. Right, right. And so unless you get in that industry or whatever industry you're in to learn it, and then someone tell you you can't succeed in it, it's a lie. Right. I'm wow. not going to say it's not easy, but, you know, you have to put the effort forth. Mm-hmm. You got you got you to step out there on faith. Uh, absolutely. And, and I think the final thing I've always wanted to say is time. time. If you don't utilize your time, it's gone. Right. It's gone. And. Yeah. You know, I tell all of my clients, the thing that separates any of us, we all get 24 hours a day. Yes. So we all are equal. Everybody Mm -hmm. on the face of this planet gets 24 hours a day. Mm -hmm. What makes the difference between our journey is what we do with our time. And I don't think people understand that because a lot of time is wasted. Yeah. on a lot of non-productive things mm-hmm. that are not getting you closer to any financial goal, to any goals. Any goals. We're wasting our time. Mm-hmm. Lots of TV shows, lots, oh, yeah. of, <laughs> well, lots you... of scrolling <laughs> on, on the internet and, and on some of the social medias. We love social media now. I'm not, uh, you know. Not knocking that. But... Not knocking it, but mm. we're not managing our time. So yeah, is that I mean, what you mean? Yeah, for me, I remember when I was first going through this thing about being unemployed. And um, I used to listen to a lot of Earl Nightingale. He was like a father figure to me. Mm-hmm. And and so he was talking about this one plant that shut down. And the people said, well, did the plant owe me this? They owe me that. And he said, "In you know, you have 24 hours in a day. You sleep eight. Yes. You work for somebody eight. You have another eight hours. Mm-hmm. So in those eight hours, you can become a rocket scientist. Absolutely. You know, utilizing your time over a period of time. Right. But you got to utilize your time. And you have to be intentional. Yeah. You have to have a plan. That's what you say. I'm gonna, I'm gonna change my life. Right. But you have to have an intent and a plan. And the other thing I want to throw in there, you said to do the research. Yes, please. So, yeah. Do the research. Yeah. Because it's so, it's so, it's so bad. And like, like the the vending business. Uh, we went from, you know, coins yes. to the dollar bill acceptor. Yes. Now, 78% of our revenue is credit cards. Oh, wow. 78%. And, and it's growing. And I guess the last time I, I was still putting in my dollar. <laughs> the last time I got something. Wow. This but, has been incredible. So, yeah. So, it's, it's really... Uh, uh, been a fantastic journey being in this business and so now I'm able to pass it on but I want to pass it on someone that of color yes that I can mentor 
to maybe buy my business yes. and then they can move on because being a part of that that uh, franchise uh, has been very helpful to me. When you're okay. when a part of somebody that $3.5 billion in, in a market that's wow. changed, that wow. changed the thing. And so that's, that's some big numbers. That's some big numbers. Yeah. So that's what's your next, I was gonna ask you in the closing, what is your next? So that's it, you're, you mentioned earlier that you, it's time to kind of transition out. Mm -hmm. So you wanna mentor someone. I like to mentor someone okay. that to be able to uh, stay in the business because there's not too many people of color still yes. in the business. Yeah. But someone who really want to be able to do this. Yes. You know, uh, now I have the resource to show everybody everything about the industry. Yes. Facts, figures, and numbers. Yes. And we have an owners meeting once a year where, like, I just got back from Florida mm -hmm. and they, you know, we just learn everything about the industry, what's changing, how much dollars, who our competitors are. Mm. And you know, how we as, as a canteen franchise come to the marketplace and dominate. Wow. So I, I, that's a team I want to be a part of. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Tell the audience your website and how they can find out more information. It's uh, .com. Um that's my website, okay. and um, so I've been doing that. We've been doing that for 34 years. This is wonderful. You have a wonderful story, and we are so delighted that oh, you joined you. us today. There's so much information here. I hope you all have grabbed onto this. Relook at this, rewatch it, get your pen and paper ready, <laughs> take notes, because the way you get to your destiny is you are a lifelong learner and you continue to learn and continue to grow. Yes. And you keep that that channel open. So again, I'm so delighted for you to come to our show <laughs> and share all of your wisdom and knowledge and much success on your next. And to all the audience out there, we are so excited that you joined us for another Power Moves with Dr. Gladney. We're always going to be bringing you fantastic, powerful guests that will motivate you to move to your greatness. This is Dr. Gladney, Dr. G. Until the next time, have a powerful day. <laughs>